You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, you can take us on the go with Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or basically anywhere that you get your podcasts. Don't forget to check out our website, themisfitfaction.com, where you'll see some articles, links to all of our podcasts, as well as some of our merchandise. With me in the studio, we have the one, the only, Paul. How are you? I'm good, Ronnie. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah. Or incredible. Uh, it's going to be an episode. Oh, boy. Oh, you're so welcome I for like that. how you tee yourself up for your own jokes. You're, if you're not going to do it, I got to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> exactly. So I have to do it. You're like a self-opening pinata, Ronnie. I don't even need to hit you to get the candy. Was that a fat joke? No, it was just a compliment. Oh, okay. Maybe? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, it's up to the listeners at this yeah, right. point. <laughs> All right, but what we're going to do is, this is like, I feel like the first time in a while we actually have a news segment yeah. in our show. Yeah, it's um, been a little dry. Yeah, it has been. There really hasn't been any news out there in, you know, the superhero genre or anything like that. But today we do have a little bit of news. So, Paul, what's some news that we got? So, first and foremost, sad news will start. They recently announced on HBO Max is canceling Doom Patrol and Titans. Yeah. I'm so pissed. Yeah. You know, I never watched Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol was fantastic. Yes, I heard it was fantastic. But I've seen through... Three seasons? Yeah. Titan, Titans, Titans on his fourth season. Yeah. They did one of those like 4A, 4B type deals. Yeah. So after it comes back for 4B, it's done. Yeah. Stupid. I wonder if they knew that. So the everybody immediately attacked James Gunn like, hey, you did this. To, and he's like, whoa, whoa this yeah. was in the works before I got here. Mm-hmm. At least that's what he's claiming. Yeah. So I don't think we'll ever really know, Yeah, unfortunately. I, I did enjoy Titans. Titans was a lot of I should say. Titans was a lot of fun and it got better and better. Doom Patrol, I watched the first season fully. I started the second one, but I just I I didn't have the time to sit down and watch it, but mm-hmm. now I'm going to have to cuz yeah. they they're both great shows. Like I thoroughly enjoyed uh you know, Titans when it first came out. It, it took a little while to find its legs. Yeah. But then Doom Patrol came out running. Yeah. Like it was so it was rated R Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, that's all, and okay. it's it's what we didn't know we needed. <laughs> but it's really funny because apparently James Gunn's wife is going to be in everything. Amelia Harcourt is oh, going to really? be in everything. He like like nepotism at its best. Yeah, right. This continuity is strange, and they they were supposed to announce like he kept saying by the end of January he was going to announce the first set of films on his slate. And uh, as of recording, it's January 29th. We have not heard yeah, Jack a, or Squat. Two and a half more days for him to say something. On Monday. He's yeah, going right. like, all right, guys. But I like that. He's like, all right, so I'm going to make movies, so I'm going to get paid from the studio, but at the same time, I'm going to get paid double because my wife's going to be in it, and her yeah. money is my money. So really, you guys are paying me billions of dollars instead of millions. I know. <laughs> He's scamming the system. But you know um, what? I'd scam the system, too, if I could. Yeah, right? And I do like Hardcore. I think she was funny yeah. as a peacemaker. And then, yeah. obviously, we see her in Black Adam. We're like, oh, it's, yeah. that, it's that lady. Look, I recognize her. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> we also have... This new Shazam trailer dropped yes. this week, and Ronnie just watched it for the first time, so I'll let him say his initial thoughts. You know, to me, it seems like there's a lot of high stakes, but at the same time, they're they're going heavy on the comedy. 
Yeah. In, in the trailer, at least. You know, I, I hope they don't rely on comedy too much. I would like to see a little bit more seriousness like we had in Black Adam. Mm-hmm. You know, but you still need your little Zachary Levi quips in like there, Zachary. too, though. You know. Yeah, the problem with and we've said it before in DC. The problem is you have all these different characters that have such different feels and tones to them. Yeah. Like, Batman and Superman should not feel like the same. That, I think yes. that's one of the reasons Batman vs. Superman suffered is because, yeah. like, they didn't. They just all got dark, but Marvel goes the opposite, where they're all just doing quips and being funny. Like, look at Thor, Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh like, God, they went too far. Yeah. But you look at Thor from like the first Thor movie, like that doesn't. Yeah, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, but Marvel went kind of the same way, where it was like every character is really funny. Yeah, like even Steve Rogers gets a couple of jabs every once in a yeah. while. So I don't know. I think that DC's real success is going to be in. Um, diversifying its movies and then having those characters interact with each other yes and be like stop killing people but i like killing people like hawkman and uh, black adam were a lot of fun to work with just because they had such conflicting ideologies but we also i forgot the oscar nominations came out Uh, we have a couple of superhero films the biggest ones i think the batman got like three but i i feel like it got snubbed for uh, some sort of screenplay award or even like something for paul dano because he was fantastic yes but angela bassett best supporting actress yeah i'm i'm all about it i hope she wins it so we talked a little bit about the Oscars on Cinematic Adventures this week. That's our other podcast. That is. So yeah. make sure you take a listen to it. Segway. <laughs> Segway to what? A shameless plug? Shameless plug, shameless plug. <laughs> and I think that's pretty much all the, the big news. Well, thank you, sir. That was very delightful. It was uncomfortable for me. Was it, though? Yeah, a little bit. All right. Well, moving right along. Can you take your hand off my thigh, please? I thought that's where it belonged. Oh, I thought that was the microphone. <laughs> Anywho. Who would have thunk? And nobody. But so we have a nice little fun episode for you guys today today we are taking a little trip back in time to 2004 2004. yes so wow we were in high school 2000 my mind oh i knew i knew it was like earliest 2000s i didn't think it was that early and now i'm like wow that was almost 20 years ago at this point but we are going the animated route we haven't really done an animated superhero it's been a minute in quite some time. Yeah. So if you haven't guessed already by your hints of 2004 animation, we are going to be talking about The Incredibles. To me, this is probably one of the most underrated and underappreciated superhero movies oh, yeah. of all time. It, it's, um, it really is. It's it's such a great, like, it, it's a great depiction of superheroes and the good, the bad, the ugly, yeah. and all that stuff. I, I thoroughly... This movie's fantastic. The sequel's okay, too. Yeah. Th- this, to me, was the Sokovia Accords before the Sokovia Accords. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. You know? <laughs> you know, because in the... Going slightly ahead of ourselves, but, like, going into the beginning of the movie, it's no more superheroes allowed because of all the destruction, and the government has to pay for everything, and you know, and all this stuff, and that's essentially what the Sokovia Accords is. We did an episode why superpowers would suck in real life, and yes. it, it actually had a very good response because people were like, "If yeah, they kind of would," and yeah. this was like the movie that kind of showed a little bit of that. And this is yes. a this is a Pixar movie. Yeah, it, it is a it's a Disney Pixar movie. It starts off with kids. a suicide attempt. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was almost made for families, but also at the same time, kind of geared towards like teens and a little bit of like adults because you see struggling with everyone you know you have just a quick little talk about the family right you have mr incredible the dad 
Mm-hmm. Right? You have Elastigirl Mom. You have Violet, who's like the little teen firstborn angst, you know, older sister. Older sister. You have Dash, who's the, you know, elementary school Dashel. little bratty brother. His, his name is actually yes, Dashel. Dashel. I did not yes. know. That. Yep. Dashel. And then you have the baby Jack Jack. Yes. You know, so that that is your family, your incredible family right there. The Incredibles. And it was very relatable too. Yeah, it was the Fantastic Four movie we really should have gotten. Yeah. And they all have powers of the Fantastic Four, which is even yeah. crazier. Right. But it's it's you know, if you're if you're in a family and you have or you have kids or you're a parent, like it, as kids we related to the kids. That's why they yes. kinda of take center stage in the middle of the movie. And that was the target audience. The second movie does a little bit more about changing parent roles and stuff yes. like that. So this movie's a great commentary on families in, in general. Yeah. And then it just throws in like Here's the twist: superpowers. Yeah, go. So, so what were what's kind of like your initial thoughts on The Incredibles? So I still say that the opening scene is one of my favorite superhero opening scenes of all time. Like you get the montage. He's he's so we we get introduced to Mister Incredible. You know, he's like the most popular superhero and all that stuff, yeah. like young and all that. And they do like the news clips of all of them and like him, Frozone, Elastigirl, mm-hmm. and it, the movie starts off. He's in a tuxedo. He's in his car. He's he's going somewhere, and he's like, I got time. Yeah, I got plenty of time. That's me in the morning. I keep <laughs> and I'm and then I'm late. Yeah, but you get like this great superhero montage, and it, again, it starts off with with a suicide attempt. Yeah. Like that's a that's wild. And the guy and you know he catches the guy and he like hurts his neck or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I saved your life. You, you didn't save my Do life. You ruined it or yep. like something like that. Yeah, and the guy turns around and sues him. Yeah. For saving him. Fun fact, in most modern states in America, Good Samaritan laws would prohibit some sort of a lawsuit yes. like that. But again, it it's it's wild. And these are all government-sponsored superheroes, which is even crazier. Yeah. Like, they, they all have some sort of government, like a liaison and yeah. somebody who runs them. And we, we kind of get to see that. But yeah, that opening scene always is always just like the train, like all the people yeah. on the train. Like, and then it makes you think like, wow, all these things would happen yeah. in real life. And <laughs> We end up all superheroes get relocated, and he gets put into a job that he hates, and yeah. he's just miserable. It's it's wild, and that's the first twenty minutes. Yeah, like crazy. What about yeah. you? You know, kind of like I said earlier, I think this to me is up there as like in my eyes one of the best superhero movies we've ever had. Mm-hmm. You know, animated or live action does not matter. Um, you know, from the different themes, the character developments that we see. You know, the, the little mix of comedy that we have that we know Marvel slash Disney loves to put into their superhero movies and everything. You know, and it kind of sheds a light on, you know, almost like, you know, you have um, who wants to be Incrediboy at the yeah. beginning of the movie. Buddy. You know, like you have that like diehard fan, the devoted fanboy, you know, and things don't go his way. So it's his quote unquote like origin story we almost get of how he became a super villain. I'd even argue that that he's like the main character of the movie. Yeah. Like everything that happens is because of him. Yes. And I I, I love Jason Lee. I'm a big fan. Yeah. And Syndrome again, Syndrome's another relatable villain. Yeah. Where he's like, hey, you spurned me, so I decided that I'm gonna become a a superhero without superpowers. And he does a great line, you know, when everyone's super, no one is. Yes. But like it's it's dark. He tries to. This movie's so dark. He tries to kill kids. Yeah. Like oh, the scene where um, where they're firing their missiles at the plane. Yeah. 
and she says there's children on board, and you see, who, what's the secretary, like, like his assistant's name? Uh, Mirage. Mirage. Yeah. Like, even she's like, oh, what? What's happening? Yeah. And when, like, Mr. Incredible, like, catches her. Yeah. And he's like, release me now. Or what? I'll crush her. He's like, yeah. ooh, that seems a little dark for you. Yeah. It, it's like, they don't play around no. in this movie with the with grief and anger and depression. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, Say something funny. Frozone? Frozone, yes. <laughs> yes, let's talk about Frozone. Frozone has probably the most iconic line in the entire movie. Yes. The where's my super suit. Where's uh, my super suit? You tell me where my suit is, woman. <laughs> We're talking about the greater good. good. I am your wife. I am the greatest good you're ever going to get. That, to me, I think that's one of the things that makes this movie, like, how, like a testament of how good it is is there's plenty of things in here that you can remember and you can quote or anything. Usually with superhero movies, I feel like you don't really get that too much, yeah. like, quotable stuff. Like, you get moments where something happens. But with this movie, there's a couple different, like, quotable things that you can do. The, the super suit, any, you could say that and anyone, everyone knows what movie the movie oh, yeah. can say the whole thing yeah. and everything. You can also judge a movie by how memeable it is. Yes. And that, that's a meme. I think him driving the, uh, the family truck is a meme. Yeah. I think there's one or two others, but like, yeah. yeah but the whole I, scene of him picking up the car, frustration okay. and everything. Something amazing. <laughs> but I know we're getting ahead of ourselves because we're talking about the first movie now. I, I promise I would. But the second movie has one of my favorite lines of all time, just yeah. in general, where he's trying to help Dash with math. Yes. And they go, well, this is how we're supposed to do it now. He's like, what's changed? Math is math. Yeah. It's just, it made me laugh so hard. Because like at the same time, that was when Common Core was starting in in New York. And just, oh my God, parents were freaking out. I still can't do Common Core math. Yeah. I still do, quote unquote, the old way. Oh, I mean, I do it the, like if I'm helping my daughter out with homework. Fingers and toes. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, all right. Let's figure it out my way. We get to the answer. And I go, all right, now figure it out now the way you're supposed to. Now go backwards. <laughs> we know what the answer is. Get to this. You know the and best you know. was in – that's weird side note. In most math textbooks, if you go to the back, they yeah. had answers for the uh, for like yes. the odd questions. So whenever like they would go around the classroom and ask, who has the answer? I'd be like, I know this one. <laughs> well, how would you get there? Dang it. Hold on. Let me flip to the back of the book. End of the book. Yeah. All right. Let me show you. <laughs> yeah, right? But, yeah. That, what I that's did still... was I went to page 736. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you have not talked about your favorite character in this entire movie. Come on. You know Edna Mode. And guest. And guest. <laughs> and guest. Yes. Edna Mode. Brad Bird was Ed, Edna yes. Mode. Like, he's, he's behind the scenes in this movie. Yeah. It's wild. But, yeah. Ed, Edna Mode. Probably Ed. one of the most iconic. Oh, I, I think it's one of the most iconic characters ever mm-hmm. you know um you know everyone whenever you talk about superheroes and you talk about like lines and different things i think one of the most common one is no capes no capes you know that is just well, she does the whole montage of yeah it. like of all these superheroes <laughs> dying horrifically yeah kicking stuck in the jet engine you know it's like i i want to know what was like in the in their heads when they created this, when Bradbury created this, what was he thinking? Like he's making a kid's movie, but putting all these like dark undertones and, that's, and like you know what? That's, scenes in it. That's Pixar. I like yes. how Pixar does not sugarcoat. They do a great job with mm-hmm. ex- with exploring themes that a lot of other movies won't touch. I mean, look at look at Toy Story three when they're all about to yes. die and they're all like having an existential crisis, and we're like. 
you know, like we're sitting in the theater going, oh, no. Yeah. Woody, buzz, run. <laughs> but Pixar, like they just did Turning Red. And unfortunately, Turning Red did not get yeah. the, the love that it deserves because producer Melanie and I watched it. Mm-hmm. And it was – they. it's all about – like puberty and and girls yeah. and especially young women like getting their periods and stuff and that's they they actively talk about it in yeah. it like they mention it and I'm like wow this that's pretty ballsy I, yeah. I'm a, I'm about it I think that there's for some reason movies get lost somewhere between the PG and the PG thirteen rating mm-hmm. and there are plenty of movies that kids could benefit from but they get that PG thirteen rating and parents are like eh. yeah so. This movie's a great example. I yes. really like, and this is this is a movie for adults too. Yeah. So. Yeah, but but just to go back real quick, I know we talked about towards the beginning of the episode about having superpowers in real life, and we see, you know, kind of what happens, and you know, one of the, like the underlining plots to this is like with Dash is wanting to do sports and everything, but. He's not allowed to because of his super speed. Oh, the ending scene's great. And, yeah. Go faster. No, 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 no not no, that no, much. No, 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 Yeah, so that's, Close what second. Was, that's what I was getting to was like, you know, at the end of the movie, it's, all right, do it. And it's like, almost in a way, this is what you would want to happen. Like, if you had superpowers, it's like, I kind of use them, but not really. Or I only use them when absolutely needed, not just going around. All right, so do you think them. having superpowers is cheating in sports? No, because technically it's, it's a natural your, thing. It's a natural get, thing. It's, it's a natural biology. Talent. Yeah, you it's, know? Not, it's like not fair. Yeah. Like it, it sucks for you guys, but yeah, I would love to see like a superpowered Olympics. That'd yeah. be a lot of fun. Like oh, there's yeah. a bunch of superheroes that just do like Olympic type things. Yeah. And then just Superman dominates everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the foot race against the Flash. Yeah. yeah, I think Flash said it in one comic. He's like, you know, Superman goes, "I've raced you before, Flash," and he goes, "Those are for charity, Clark." <laughs> like he just, yeah, just whoops him. I love it. And then I think to me, one of the other, you know, kind of like subplots in this movie is we kind of get it at pretty much the very end as well with Jack Jack. Oh, okay, all right. You know, with you know, they made a se- like a separate little short for this called yes. Jack 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 Attack or something, something like, that. like that. Yeah. Where it shows all the weird things that are happening that the babysitter kept calling about. Yeah, that that was great. I remember watching that, but I just remember the whole time they're like trying to why isn't he showing powers or anything like that? And then at the very end, you see him go through like two or three different powers that he has. He almost essentially just has see. I thought he was just a shape. I thought he was just like a shapeshifter because yeah. at the end he like. He turns to fire, yep. then he turns to steel, steel, then he turns into the demon. Yeah. So I was like, oh, he's, he can shapeshift. That's cool. Yeah. Like, he can change the way his body is. And then the next movie, we find out that he's got, like, 42 different powers or something ridiculous. Yeah, he, like, teleportation and... Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in, when we know. get to the second movie, but... Yeah. I See, it, and that bothered me, because in the first movie, I figured they, they saw that he had... Like, they see, they're like, something's happening up there. Yeah. I guess they don't realize that he's just turned into a monster. monster. Yeah. They can't see? Yeah, but he kind of, in a way, he's the one that, in a way, kind of like saves the day, too, towards the end when he's going through his little changes, I guess you could say. His little changes. Yeah. Puberty's a tough time. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. Uh-huh. But, I mean, <laughs> that's pretty much everything with this movie. You know, this was a big success in the box office oh yeah killed uh, it i mean its budget was roughly a hundred million a little bit over a hundred million and it made 
631.6 million dollars and that's just that's just it's like it's movie run this movie yeah. has such a following oh, behind God, it like yeah. a huge following yep i i know my youngest brother who was born in 2000 so he was 2004 when this came out in theaters i remember he used to watch this movie at, when it came out on vhs because vhs was still a thing back then what is it? What? What's a VHS? Yeah, right. Of a sh- <laughs> of us? Of a hus? <laughs> I remember he used to watch this like every single day. He would put it on, watch it constantly. It, you know, I, this is just a testament to its time. You know that. I also think that the fact that it takes place in a non-specified time frame, yeah, like it, it's not very period specific. Like it's got some no. old school look to it. It's kind of like a. Batman the animated series or like the Batman the first yeah. Batman movie with Tim Bur- that Tim Burton did where it's got a very unique aesthetic but it doesn't really determine what yeah. year this is like you almost have to be like oh this must be 2004 mm-hmm. but there's nothing that really tells you that it's 2004 or is it 1990s is it you know 2037 or whatever yeah like the all the cars are old school looking yeah. and stuff like that but like the technology's super advanced you yeah. know he, syndrome's able to build a robot yeah <laughs> it's bigger it's, it's better. better i still say like his his like his plan was actually pretty solid yeah. syndrome i like when he makes his appearance and he's like is that Vironic? no Vironic to a different color no i'm a different suit i'm a new superhero <laughs> but oh yes. god this I, again you can't say enough nice things about this movie and I think one of the things that still surprises me is how well they did the superpowers, especially Elastigirl. Yeah. Uh, flexibility powers, like the stretching powers, they could be – we still have a long way to go. Yeah. Uh, we still have a very long way to go. We had it first in uh, Fantastic Four. Yeah. Ironically, that came out a year after this. Yes. They had to rewrite the script so it wasn't so similar to this yeah. apparently. But like even Reed Richards, it's it's – it's rough to watch. It's pretty yeah. janky. It's a little bit better in the second one, but they're also a little bit more sparing with it. Mm-hmm. But then they came out with Fan Force Stick, and it was it was okay, the stretching yeah. powers, but then the only other time we've seen it is uh, Mr. Incredible in – not Mr. Incredible, Mr. Fantastic, wow, <laughs> in Multiverse of Madness. And you yeah. only see a little bit. You don't see too much of it. No. And did you say The Flash? Oh, Elongated Man and The Flash. Man in we Flash. don't talk about Ralph Dibney anymore. He got canceled. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, wow. But, and then you know, to the point where in Miss Marvel, they – decided to give her different powers because that's she kind of had elastic yeah. type powers too and they were like because mm, it will stay away energy based powers okay because yeah. that makes sense <laughs> anywho yep. but yeah anything else on the do you want to do a star city rating for the first Let's, one of course we are i'm gonna give it a four and a half yeah this movie's an almost perfect movie oh yeah it's hard to and again i i don't even know what's taking it from not being a five maybe it's just because i i, I very rarely give out fives like, yeah but th- this is a near perfect movie. A hundred percent agree. Yeah, four point five. I- I'm in the same boat with you. Like, why is it not a five? If you're asking, I can't really tell you. Yeah. But also at the same time, I'm like, the- this movie to me isn't a five. You know, at the same time, it's like I don't know what's really wrong with it to make to not have it as a five. But to me, I think the only movie I've ever given a five. I'm pretty sure it was probably Winter Soldier. That's fair. You know, That's I, fair. I think every every other movie, you have a lot of movies that are close, but this one in particular, 4.5, it could just be that maybe slight bias because it's animated and it's yeah, not maybe. live action. Possibly, I don't know. You know, but plot point is there. Screenplay, animation, you know, 
everything is there for this movie. Like, so yeah, I would say four point five for me in this movie. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna move on okay. to the second movie, which is, in my humble opinion, close to being just as good as the first. Wow, movie. that's a that's a bold bold statement, Cotton. Yeah. yeah, but before we do that, we are going to take a quick commercial break. Hey guys, it's Paul, and the Misfit Faction is looking for your help. We are trying to grow not only our network, but also grow our brands, and the best way to do that is if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast. Maybe you guys have been listening to us for a while. Maybe it's something you guys have always wanted to do, but you're not sure how to get started. If you go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys will get a month of free podcasting on a set as a gift from us. So make sure if you guys are looking to start your own show, you reach out to us and go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction. Also, maybe you guys have your own online business or service that you're always looking to grow and advertising is a very big part of that if you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfit faction you guys can get a hundred dollars worth of free advertising again as a thank you from us to you guys that's sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfit faction welcome back everyone hope you had a nice break at least it wasn't 14 years between segments yeah that is what i was gonna lead off with yeah yeah so after such a big hit of a movie, box office, you know, toy, this was everywhere you go, you saw something. Merchandise, Merchandise. people talking about it. And you would think that maybe, what, two years after this one comes out, we would be getting a sequel because it left off with a potential for the sequel with the Underminer. Yes. At the very end. But no, we have to wait. 14, 14 years oh. for this. But the good thing is, we wait 14 years for a sequel, and the sequel is just as good, maybe maybe a little bit less than the you know the first one to come out. So I'm going to disagree. Yeah? I've seen this movie once. Okay. And I've, I've had no desire to throw it back on. Like, I'm... I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's good. I really do think, though, that the, the break in between killed us. Yeah. Having such a long time between films is always, it's always a risk, right? Yes. Sometimes it works out really well, like your Top Gun Maverick, like this film, and then other times you get your Dumb and Dumber 2. <laughs> yeah. So it, they it, they took a real risk. They wanted to make sure that the script was like on point, that everything was lined up. Yeah. And for the most part, like the movie works. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's as good as the, the first one. Yeah, or nearly as good, at least in my very humble opinion. But I, I still enjoyed it when yeah. watching it, and uh, I didn't get an epilepsy attack like some people did. Did you hear about this? Apparently, no. apparently there were issues. So the main bad guy in this is called the Screen Slaver, which yeah. you know is a nice commentary on 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 our lives. Yep. And apparently there's a there's a segment in it where uh, there's flashing TV screens that yeah. go to like the snow. Uh, yes. Yeah. And apparently it had some, some people had some issues with they had like epilepsy or stuff like that so huh. there were uh, some, some yeah uh, yeah no more disney controversy <laughs> what else is new i know but you know f- for this one it, it kind of in a way follows the same beat as the first one mm-hmm. does so just running down quickly the the quote-unquote cast because it's, it's just pretty much all the same yeah. voice actors with the exception of dash yeah yeah so the, so you have a new person voicing Dash, which honestly there wasn't a big change in that. 
hardly noticeable. Yeah. Um, you know, so Samuel Jackson is there still. Holly Hunter, Greg T. Nelson, Sarah Vowell. In this one, this one is more kind of like what you alluded to in the first half of our show. Was this one was more kind of focused on like the kids and and the role reversal of Mr. Fantastic and, and Elastigirl. Mr. Fantastic? I keep doing it. Mr. Incredible <laughs> and Elastigirl. Yeah, their their roles kind of get switched because Mr. Incredible was the superhero in the first movie. Yeah. And Elastigirl was the stay at home. Right. Now, in this, the was it the government or whatever decided to switch the roles. Well, so what happens in this movie is it picks up right after the, the first movie. Yeah. Like, literally, it picks up at that. Superheroes still aren't, like, publicly allowed. Yeah. And they're they're basically working as vigilantes. So the Incredibles end up making things worse. And mm-hmm. I think the Underminer, like, gets away with all the money or something like that. And then, like, the amount of destruction that happens is, like, yeah. wild. So the government shuts down the Superhero Relocation Act. And now they don't get any financial assistance. They don't get any, you know, assistance moving or yeah. hiding or identity changes. But this wealthy business guy named Winston Deaver and his sister Evelyn, they run some sort of, it's a pro- tech company. Yeah, right? called DevTech. They want to do secret missions to Lucius, Helen, and Bob. And they're going to be like publicized and like they're, yeah. they're basically trying to PR spin the superheroes. Yes. And. It starts off going well, but apparently Elastigirl, they determined that Elastigirl is less accident prone with with the men not around. Yes. Because they just kind of seem to make things worse. So she becomes like the face of their new, mm-hmm. she gets like a new costume, like yeah. the motorcycle. The motorcycle is really cool. Oh, yeah. Like they do some really good stuff with her and her powers in, mm-hmm. in this movie. And it was nice to kind of see her take center stage because in the first movie she – She's the stay-at-home mom, and then she's like the secret mission side. Yeah. Can we just talk about when they animated her? Do you ever notice that Pixar women are exceptionally curvy? Yeah, yeah. Like, what are yeah. they? What are they putting in our subconscious? <laughs> Not since Jessica Rabbit have we had so many concerning oh, feelings. God. But Eddie, who would think that a thing made for kids is sexualized? Oh my gosh! You know, in like, Disney, that's yeah. so weird. Huh? What? what? No way. You can't. Come on. No. But uh, I did like uh, Edna and Jack Jack become like best friends. Yes. And there's a scene of him, like him and her, like going through the entire yeah. process. Because it was funny because at first when. Oh, she was miserable. Uh, yeah, she was miserable. So Mr. Incredible brings Jack Jack because he's like, I, I got to get a suit or something for him to control it. And Edna's like, nope, no babies. I hate babies. That's paraphrasing, obviously. Yeah. And then once like. She starts to see all his different abilities that he has. She's like, "Oh my god, this is my child." Yeah, there, there's some, there, there's like a phrase for what kind of superhero he is, mm-hmm. like like a paragon or something like that. Where basically he could do a ton of different abilities. Yeah, most supers in this world only have a single set. I think Violet's really the only exception, but you could argue that her force fields and her invisib and her invisibility are kind of like one and the same. Yeah, like. You know, like the the force field actually turns her invisible. Yes. But then you got, you know, obviously Mr. Incredible just has super strength and he's, you know, very durable from it. Elastigirl's mm-hmm. elastic. Dash is really fast. <laughs> but then you get Jack-Jack who's like, watch this. Watch this. Hold my beer. <laughs> I have 42 things I can do and I can do it all at once. Yeah, it was really cool seeing him. And like then they realize that obviously he's got powers. Yeah. And I don't know how it works in this superhero universe. Like they never explain where the powers come from, you know, no. how it happens. But – 
you know, obviously we have like a movie like Sky High where the whole question is, do I am I going to get any powers yeah. or whatever? So I, I like that they play around with this, but and to give it to a toddler, like to make him basically yeah. like incredible Jesus, <laughs> like I can do it all. Don't worry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But what what did you think about the villains in this one? I, I so less it, interesting. It, less interesting. It didn't really have any kind of like rhyme or reason to it in a way like the first one did Uh but at the same time to me this was almost like looking at society and what's wrong with society okay you know because you know you have the screen slaver right so it's basically looking at a screen and it hypnotizes you to do whatever the person behind the screen wants you to do yeah right in this situation it was trying to kill an ambassador, I think it was, you know, and, you know, all these different things. And that's essentially like kind of like what society is, is where we're so attached to our screens and whatever we see on our screens, we believe to be like true, you know, without doing any of like our own kind of thoughts and stuff like that. So to me, yes, the superhero wasn't as good the villain. The villain, yeah, sorry. The the villain wasn't as good as in the first one, but this to me seemed to be more zo- super villainy than the first yeah, one. Yeah, I like how they also do they you know, they do the bait and switch. You kind of yep. think it's going to be uh what's his face? Winston. Yeah. As the bad guy, but then it, you find out that it was Evelyn and yeah. you know, she wants to make superheroes disappear again. So like I thought it was an yeah. interesting nice little twist and then the fact that you find out that like their parents died because like the brother was waiting for a superhero to come save them and nobody did and yeah. all that stuff so again it's why superpowers in real life would suck yeah right but yeah any other thoughts on uh, this one not not, 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 not really much, yeah. again th- this one to me it was a it was a good it had a, like i said it kind of followed the same you know essentially like plot lines and everything with it but in this one i think we get a little bit more comedy and it, the first one seemed to be a little bit more serious, yeah. you know, but this one, I think the comedy really just comes from dealing with Jack-Jack uh-huh. and, and everything. And then you do get like your somber moments with, you know, the, you know, with Violet and Dash. You oh know, my God. The cringiest, mo- the cringiest yeah. moment is when they show up at the restaurant where Tony works Yes, and Violet had no idea. Oh God, that's such a cringy dad move. Oh yeah. Woof, rough yeah. one. But I mean, despite Paul feeling not as good about this movie, this movie made all the money in the world. Yes, on a budget of two hundred million, it walked away with one point two four three billion dollars. So that means this movie made over a billion dollars. Correct. Made over a billion dollars because if you take the two hundred million, subtract that from point one point two billion, you're left with. Over a billion dollars left. Wild. Like, and this was, I think, only the third Pixar movie to do so. Something like that, yeah. I think it was Finding Dory and Toy Story 3. Never saw Finding Dory. No? I liked Finding Nemo enough. You know what? I wasn't too big of a fan of Finding Dory. That's fine. She's right there. And you know what? This one, did this one win any awards? I know. It won a few awards, I know The Incredibles won a few. A good amount of awards, some big awards. It was nominated for Academy Awards for Best Animated Feature. Didn't win. Uh, it okay. won a few Annie Awards. Let's see. Kids' Choice Awards. National Board of Review Award. Many People's Choice for Family, Family, Friendly, Favorite. Teen Choice Awards. Choice Summer Movie for Teen Choice Awards. Must have been a slow yeah. summer. So so it didn't really... Well, this came out right before COVID. 
Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. So this this one didn't nearly win that many like big awards. Let's right. Say. You know, while the first one won, I know a, a few of the big awards and everything. But what you want to do a star seating rating? I'm gonna give this one a three and a half. Maybe yeah. a four. It's again. It still it still hits the same quality. It still has one of my favorite lines. The math is math line. Yeah. It still gets me. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like if I'm gonna put on an Incredibles movie, I'm probably gonna watch the first one. Yeah, over the second oh, one, a thousand percent. I I think this movie also warrants a rewatch at some point that I got to do, and yeah. that might change my opinion. But right now, three and a half. Yeah. So again, at the kind of the beginning of this segment, I did talk about how to me that this movie is. Just as good quality as the first one, you know. How, however, it, it's definitely not a four point five. I, I would say this movie's a to me is a solid four. Ooh, you know, right. I, I think four. it's just under the first one. It is a good sequel. I think if it came like like we said, like two years after the first one came out, it would have been different. I, yeah, I'm sure. Like maybe for you, it would be like a solid four. Well, there's so much anticipation. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, despite going 14 years in between and you're still making over a billion dollars, it's just a testament of how good the first one is. I agree. And the desire to have a second one. Because if you think about it, these young kids that watched it, watched the first one 2004. Right. They're now, now adults with they're, kids. They're, they're like adults with oh, kids. Or like, stop. You know stop. what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't like it. Stop. <laughs> like, stop. Imagine that. Like I don't. Go I'm from not going watching to. it in kindergarten to watching it. Stop. Like your senior what are you year. doing right now? You're a terrible person. <laughs> but yeah, no. For me, this is this is a solid four. It it is pure quality when it comes to. I guess you would say this franchise. I mean, it's two movies. Can you really consider it's not a it? franchise with two movies? No, it's a series. A series. Yours. So to me, this is one of the best series that we've. I, I think it just maybe possibly. I might get a lot of hate for this, but probably the best series we've, one of the best that we've ever had in movie history. Oh, that's that's bold, bold statement, Kyle. You know, because I think it's just a testament. Because if you have a movie that's a four and a movie that's we both said four point five could be a five, don't know, you know, kind of thing. Out of your two movies, you're averaging like a four point five rating. That's not bad. You, huh? you did, you done did something good. Dunn did something yeah. good. But I think that's going to wrap us up for our discussion on The Incredibles. But before we go, we do have our Fan Feedback Friday. That's right. And this week, out of all the six Infinity Stones, we asked people which ones they would like and why. So we have the Space Stone, so you're never late. We have another answer for the Space Stone. We got the Reality Stone to make more movies. Time Stone, better determine and alter outcomes. That's my, our friend Alex. Our friend Ryan said, mind, I'd close so many deals at work. And then we also got time because we never have enough of it. That's nice. I like yeah, that. See, uh, the, I, I was thinking time. You were thinking time? I was. Yeah. So I wrote I wrote uh, space. But I, I was thinking time. But then at the same time, <laughs> I was also like, I wouldn't want to use it to change anything. Well, you know, I did notice that... I was thinking about it afterwards. Like, you know the scene in Doctor Strange where he's turning back the apple? Yeah. What if I could just point it at myself and just turn myself back like 10 years? You know, put myself back at the at that point in my life? Like physically? Yeah, just physically. Just physically, not mentally. I want to yeah. be where I am mentally, just physically. They've, they've, they've created immortality in this series. So, many, like, when they when they tried to do the uh, time machine test on Scott. Yes. And, like, he's a baby and he's, like... But he's like, he turns it to the younger kid. He's like, guys, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. Oh my God, we just invented immortality. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think I would do time just because I wouldn't want to go 
back in time to change anything, and I also don't really want to see the future. I do. You know, and then I was like, hmm, maybe the Power Stone. Oh, that's a fun one. But the only thing is, is... Just blowing up planets? No big deal. Yeah, and also, I would die if I held it. Yeah, I should have put a caveat that you could use any of these stones, but oh, okay. that's fine. That, that, that was my thought. I was like, yeah. well, technically, oh, you have fine. to be, what, a celestial in order to... Something. You have to be, like, like high, have... high level of physical ability. Yeah. Yes. So, but thank you all for participating in our Fan Feedback Friday. If you would like to participate in it and you haven't, just make sure to check out Facebook, the Multiverse Fancast, every friday who would have thunk that question goes up for you guys also make sure to check out our instagram our website themisfitfaction.com to stay up to date with all of our episode releases for obviously this show for cinematic adventures as well as mf uncensored and don't forget obviously to download our episodes right off of podbean stitcher apple podcast iHeartRadio, wherever you basically get your podcast from This was fun. Let's do it again. As always, I'm Ronnie. And I'm Paul. And we'll be back in a flash. See ya.